Welcome to book club, you guys. Car, love your sweater. Thank you. Christian, what uh, what wine did you bring this week? Ooh. Uh, I brought my dad's white Zinfandale. Ooh. Please enjoy. That pairs well with Carly's sweater. We're uh, this is a movie and TV Futurama podcast usually, but we uh, <laughs> oh, no. we all uh, read Watchmen because of life happening. This all started in a beautiful like the f- the flutter of a butterfly's wing. You see this this chaotic swirl happen when Carly was like, "Here's five TV shows, and one of them was mm-hmm. Watchmen, a limited event series brought to you by HBO." And I said, "Carly." Let's podcast about that show. And then we watched it and we podcasted about it. Car, remember the egg? I do. Okay. Okay. Glass. Um, and then, Christian, you read the book. Yep. Watchmen. Uh, you also read everything else, Watchmen, and did anything anyone would ever want to do with Watchmen in the interim. I guess. Except for revisit the video game. Yeah, that's fine. I was looking into that a little bit. That looks dire. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the end is nigh. <laughs> uh, can we say that five minutes before the end of the podcast? <laughs> make me happy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, the end is nigh. Um, <laughs> well, here we are. Then we've all, Christian. You have also watched the show, so you're all caught up there. I did. Yep, watch the ultimate cut of the movie directed Oof. by Zack Snyder. Oof. I would. How lo- long is the <laughs> ultimate cut? I think it's three and a half hours. Three Ooh. hours. Something. Yeah, and they like. They incorporate like the black freighter stuff too, don't they? They do, yes. Christ. Yes. And Zack Snyder said he did not endorse that cut of the film. So his his <laughs> preferred cut is the director's cut. Which is so if shorter? you want to go the Zack Snyder route, okay. watch the director's cut of Watchmen in preparation for the Snyder cut of Justice League. Holy cow. <laughs> Will do, sir. And you also read all the prequel comics. They yeah, did. all 37 of those oh pieces my. of crap. Holy cow. Goodness. Yeah, not great. Okay. Was there one that stood out to you where if someone was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Minutemen. Uh, read Minutemen and forget the rest exist. Okay. Okay. It's a fun little cartoony, very Incredibles-y. It's very, oh, yeah. you know, that, that 50s, 60s retro futurist aesthetic. Good stuff. I ain't a Guinness. That sounds yeah. Like but we're here to talk about, I guess, the main event. Now an HBO series. If you'll flip over your copy, um, Car, can you read me the <laughs> quote in the uh, the bottom right oh. of that block of quotes, please? And also the uh, the source of that quote. Of course, it's by the lost co-creator Damon Lindelof. Tim <laughs> Damon. The greatest piece of popular fiction ever produced, period. Thank you. Well, that about says it all, doesn't it? Oh, um, no. <laughs> Watchmen was so. Let's let's. I'll say what I think happened. In <laughs> Christian, you, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong here. This was a DC comic series, twelve issues, let's say, or eleven, and it was uh, then bundled <laughs> together after '85. I'm guessing when it came out at some point. And then they put it together in a book, and now it's a graphic novel, where before it was comic books. But if you put them all together, it turns out if you just take comic books and you put them together and you bind them together and you put an HBO series logo on it, <laughs> you can call it a graphic novel instead. Duh. Yeah. Um, Carly, I would like to ask you a question. Yes. 
You are relatively unfamiliar with the uh, medium. Is that correct? I would say entirely. This is, I think, the first like real deal comic book I've read or comic books. But there's that guy that you hmm? like. The guy who writes Yeah, his that's books. graphic novel, though. What is this? <laughs> this is comic books. No, see, you're They're all you're just not... all together. Can you Uh-oh. look at the company's script on this one, please? We're, uh, we're calling it a graphic novel. <laughs> no. Because I it's important. Okay, and also, I guess, like, okay, even if we call this a graphic novel, I can still say this is my first superhero graphic novel mm. or comic books. Or supervillain. Hmm. Oh, interesting there. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, I just want you to name that guy because he does really cool books. Yeah, Chris Ware is the best. Okay. Chris Ware is stellar. Yes. His stuff is cool. Yeah, this is just comic books. So, Car, what did you think of reading comic books? Remember when I explained comic books to you that one time? (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know that I understand completely. I think in general, like, this feels like it would have been better consumed as separate things with time between them. Sure. Mm. Like most things. Sure. Mm. I would say. I don't know. I just like it. Um, I feel like one of the questions I was going to ask that's essentially like what are comic books is how do we know what gap of time there was between each issue mm. or there typically is? Hmm. Is it like months? It could be anywhere from a week to a month to, yeah, I don't think there's a set. I mean, in general, I'm not sure on this one. I would assume every month it would come out with a new one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's monthly. Okay. It feels like that would have been helpful because I feel like a lot of this just like starts to dull out when, at least for me, when I was reading it all at once. Yeah. What can you do? And you, I mean, you were kind of just questioning, like, how do you read a comic book? In general, yeah, which I think is a I, fair question. Yeah, it's I found myself just reading the text most of the time. Um, yeah. And then that feels like a waste because people put tons of work into making these illustrations. Yeah. 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 Well, I was kind of thinking like it's not it's so unlike a book because all you're getting is dialogue. It's just pure dialogue. Yeah. And then everything else is a uh, blue guy yelling or something. Where and they don't have to put any effort into, or not even that, but they don't need to m- make anything clear about who's talking because you're visually presented with who's talking. Yeah. And they can kind of play around with that and be like, who is talking? Ooh. Or just rapidly changing the scene back and forth all the time. Yes. In a film In a way, way that wouldn't be possible in a regular book. It's truly an evolution of the medium. Uh, Christian... <laughs> What's your um, experience with comic book reading? Very slim. I think I had like one Star Wars comic book at some point when I was like eight. And that's what makes reading through all 12 issues of The Watchmen in like a couple days really weird. Because I feel like the people would get this at the beginning of the month and they'd like read it and be like, whoa. And then they'd go back and reread it and look <laughs> yeah. at their favorite panels again right. and then just like revisit their favorite moments again. Whereas this is just like, I have this wealth of content to still consume after yeah. I finish this. There's no real reason for me to go back when I've got all of this fresh new material I haven't seen yet. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and it feels could... like it would be really well served by going back. I feel like that's kind of my 
problem was that I knew I was missing a bunch of stuff and I just wasn't going to force myself to revisit it. You didn't go find all the hidden Mickeys, all the little <laughs> smiley faces with blood on them yeah. scattered throughout the book. <laughs> it's really important for the story they're trying to tell. Hmm. Did you guys like it? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I, mm, like, I, overall, yeah. I feel like maybe watching the show actually did ruin it a lot for me. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're very different, the show and the book, I would say. Yeah, knowing the ending messed me up more than I thought it would because so many of the adventures that they go on feel really pointless. Mm. Well, it's not, it's, it's about the journey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You know, when he's talking to the psychiatrist and it's like, I had to kill the dogs, you know? Yeah, there's definitely some issues that I like a lot. I just oh. don't know if it's all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that took a twist halfway through that sentence that I wasn't expecting. Okay. Um, do we maybe... I'll do this. I don't know how to structure a book talk. Carly, what was your favorite issue of Watchmen? Um, Christian, it, we'll go... Yeah. Yeah. No, go first, Christian, please. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the Watchmen a lot, but I also I also took the Tucker Phillips approved approach of reading this first before consuming any other Watchmen content. Yeah. And then consuming the rest of the Watchmen content <laughs> and thinking it was either okay or not good at all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I really, really like the graphic novel a lot. My favorite issue, I, it's hard to say. It might be the first one just because that was my first exposure to it. Okay. And this franchise that has so much media just surrounding and it's just a whirlwind of movie, TV show, other prequel comics, a sequel comic series that also crosses over with Superman and Batman and all the other DC <sighs> stuff. Yeah. It's nice and simple and it, it got me in the door with a murder mystery that right. my lizard brain had interest in who kill man hmm exactly hmm. page turner okay okay um carly are you coming up with a, a fave i think um it's one of it's any of the ones where it's like very much about a specific character i feel yeah, yeah like the, the warshock one was good uh when it's the one that's like very much just between dr watch and Lori was good yeah yeah, I, the ones that kind of lose me are like the mission-focused ones, I guess. Okay. Mm. You don't like dude trying to kill Rory and he's in jail and then it's like, we got to bust him out of jail. Jail? I think it's <laughs> like, it's not even that those are maybe like less good. It's just that my brain doesn't like work reading that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you start skimming at a certain point. It's like, yep, he's yeah. fighting on, yep. Yeah, and maybe that's because, like again because I should be looking at the visuals more, but they just kind of like wash over. I don't know. Yeah, I get you. Interesting. I get you. Well, speaking of Rory Rorschach, the Rohrmeister, I feel like this is a source of contention with this book. Joker. I just think it's like an easy go-to. Is like, does this hold up in? 2020 and i think old rory is maybe the the thing people bring up um and he is a main character of this book watchman which is about 
something. Um, do you guys, are you okay with this character <laughs> these days? Or is this like hard to get past? Hmm. I think so I did some research on this because I was really curious about it. Because I think this is the exact type of character or plotline that like the author's intention throughout feels fine. Like it doesn't feel like it's trying to incite any certain ideas or anything, but I worry so much about what the, the reader, what the reader thinks. Yeah. Yeah. It stresses me out. And so I was like doing some research after I was done. Yeah. And Moore is like very vocal about like Rorschach's a bad guy. You guys are not supposed to like him. Like, yeah. And it seems like the my concern did happen where a bunch of fans got super into him. Hmm. So, do you think the Seventh Cavalry stuff is a response to that? Mm. I think it's a really fair follow up. Like, I that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, but yeah. In in that people misunderstand the character, but there's I don't think there's much in the character that would make you be like equate those two groups of people otherwise. Like he's he's just like a he's a loner who's also crazy and he is violent and he has a certain worldview, but he's not like, you know, lynching people or anything. That's not I don't know. It's implied that he's conservative, which is probably yes you know, kind of a thread that they can tug on or that he's like, these filthy people having sex all the time. Yeah. 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 But also, uh, like, most of his complaints <laughs> about people are, I guess, like, in the book, it feels like mostly towards women. It doesn't yeah. come up as a race thing as much, I don't think. He's got a lot of issues with his mom, though. Yeah, he's got the bad mom issues. Yeah. I just think uh, conservatism in the mid eighties was maybe a little different than what it's like today mm-hmm. in a general sense. Uh, and I mean, so much of this book is about like the politics of the eighties and where the world was at and all that stuff. And yeah, it's, it's relevant today in a way, but uh, not in the way the show tried to be relevant. I think. Mm-hmm. Police. I guess like, how do you think he, like, why in the 80s do you think people got so on board with him? Oh, man. Because he's he's a loose cannon who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I guess people still do dogs. like that today. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people like the Joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's not Joker. No, he's not Joker. Joker's like a pult, uh, ooh, a pult of personality. He's a cult of personality. <laughs> I'm doing that a lot lately, and I think I have brain problems, you guys. Oh, That's no. awesome. <laughs> Duh. Said, and it oh. <laughs> uh, Joker's like dancing on the steps and shooting people. Yeah. Rorschach's just like eating beans, cold beans in a dark room and then hating women. Yeah. Totally different. It's weird because I grew up uh, in middle school having a friend who was like obsessed with Rorschach. And he, I don't think he ever read the comic. He just really (laughs) thought the character was cool. True. And so while I was reading this, it made him seem almost like tailor-made 
to be this cool, edgy, noiry, brooding role model for hot topic tweens everywhere <laughs> yes. to aspire to be. But when you actually read it, he's like a dick. He's breaking yeah. and entering, eating cold beans. He's fixated on <laughs> sex that everyone else is having. He sits there and stares at a window of like this lady who's getting undressed and he's delusional and narcissistic. He's obsessed with the world ending, even yeah. though he has the faintest idea of how the world is actually going to end. He just knows a superhero died and oh my gosh, our whole world is going to end. Something bad's going to happen. Right. Did you see the doomsday clock? He was dead right, dude. He was right exactly. all along, dude. I liked he's eating cold beans being thrown in there. <laughs> that monster. Uh, I like towards the end when he's paling around with Night Owl 2. Um, he starts to like warm up a little tiny bit. And I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. They're paling around. Yeah. The handshake, guys, if that doesn't break your heart, I don't know. Where he's holding the handshake a little too long because he doesn't know what a friend is. Oh, come on. No, that actually makes me like... Oh. That's that's the stuff that feels like it cements it as like, that's how you get a bunch of 12-year-old boys to... Oh, where I'm just like him. Finally, representation. I also want more friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Which isn't the author's (laughs) fault again. It's just like, that's going to happen, I guess. I don't I feel like they acknowledge it even where there's that like extracurricular where they're talking about the action figures. And it's like, maybe we don't do the Rorschach yeah, action yeah. figure. And yeah, like, I thought okay. that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's also got the diary where he's always commenting on everything. And then he feels like he's above all of it because he's commenting on it. And then I feel like that's every tween the in internet. existence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I mean, at the end, it brings it all around where his, you know, diary is essentially the key to the answer to everything. Whoa. Yeah. So. Whoa. Or. There you go. It, it, oh, man. I'm just realizing that the pool walk is the same as the diary pile where it's like, mm-hmm. what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of answer that in the show, I guess. But Yeah. He was right, mm-hmm. though. He was dead right the whole time. He was the only uh, the only good character, I think, really. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> it is also weird that, like, I'm just looking through his, that, like, middle uh, issue um, where he's with the psychologist. Like, they make a huge deal out of him being ugly, and he's, like, no more ugly than any of the other characters. <laughs> 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 I don't really get it. Maybe he's a ginger. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's a uh, uh, unreliable narrator. You know, like everybody's always beating up on Rory, but Rory didn't do nothing <laughs> wrong. I really like the uh, subplot about like the analyst's relationship with his wife and everything. Yeah. That was yes. Nice. Yeah. Comes back around at the end a little bit. Yes. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, Kristen. <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. So ingenious. Like that's I felt that it, it gave a really great touchstone to the average person in this world yeah. where we're or in this 12 issue series where we're just focusing on superheroes forever. And then we get this nice little glimpse at this one everyday dude's life that ends up getting ruined because he's interviewing a delusional superhero. Yeah. And then I just loved it. I loved watching his life fall apart. It's great. <laughs> uh, I, Car, did you like it? Are you into that? What the? Which part? The analyst guy? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. That's like probably because this happened about halfway through. I feel like I would have been really lost if or not lost, but just like uh, I would have lost touch a little bit if we hadn't had that. That really surprises me because that feels like something bad Joker related where it's like, Uh I'm his psychiatrist and now I'm going crazy. Mm, Joker has opened my eyes to the the way the world (laughs) really is. You're right. And like there is like while I was reading it, this was when I was reading this part that was like the most all in I was. But I could also recognize like, oh, this is really really on the nose, really obvious, really yeah. just like a typical how this story would go sort of thing. Um, but I think it was creative enough and like I really did care about that character, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, comic books have changed so much since 85. I mean, I've read some 70s comic books and man, it never even attempts to get to <laughs> where Watchmen starts off. So, you mm-hmm. know. It's easy to look back now and be like, oh, that's quaint, you know, this trope we've seen, but it wasn't that obvious back then, I don't think. That's what I was wondering with so much of this is like my, like when I have complaints about this being a trope, was Watchmen one of the first ones that did (laughs) it and therefore that doesn't apply. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet is usually Watchmen probably did a lot of this stuff first. Okay. At least as far as like deconstructing comic book superhero type stuff. Yeah. Because, man, 70s comic books. <laughs> Whew. You see, the scientist, uh, he, he his arm is missing, but then he turns into the lizard, right? Like he's doing... Oh, no. But then his arm comes back and he's like, no, I'm becoming the beast again. No. And then he's got like a little son who's like blind or something. He's like, daddy, daddy, where are you? <laughs> Does that sound good? Because that's like three years before Watchmen, so... Oh, are you talking about before Watchmen, the prequel series? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Available now on DC Universe. Where you can watch Harley Quinn season two, the new Harley Quinn comic. Uh comic cartoon comic. Boy. Is that supposed to be good at all? Um, well, I've seen several episodes and no. Okay. Hmm. It's like the family guy style and humor applied to the Harley Quinn character. Bums me out. Okay. Hmm. What did you guys think of? Speaking of not knowing how to read comic books, what are we feeling on the end of issue supplemental material type stuff? Uh, Christian, I'll start with you. Oh boy. For me, it was like, I just want to read this comic book and then I get this wall of text that would take me longer to read than the entire comic itself. (laughs) But I think the first couple were really well done, where it's the excerpts of the original Night Owl's autobiography. Yeah. And that first one, he has a very compelling story about Mechanic Man putting on a fake pair of women's breasts and then crying while Flight of the Valkyries plays. And that's just like a phenomenal image conveyed via text that (laughs) made me compelled and legitimately interested in this well-written autobiography, even if the rest of it was, you know, somewhat varying degrees of dry. Yeah. Car. Yeah, those first couple are great. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had the exact opposite where uh, I would get to that and it would be kind of like 
relief a little bit. Like I got to read ah. just like a little bit of a normal book. Ooh, actual fiction. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I know. I like, I don't know. I could just like read the text and like relax a little bit, which is nice. Put on your adult pants and no. <laughs> come out of the ball pit. I don't think bit. I know how to read comic books. I don't know. So it was like, it was nice. And I also, there's something really, I don't know if sweet is the word, but I find the um, assembly of random like journal, fake journalism things yeah. really charming. I Aww. think that's great. That's really fun. Where there's like a photo paperclip to it, but mm-hmm. the text behind it yeah, cuts off in a weird so way. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay. Like sure. if I was an author, I would find that so fun to make. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my problem with it, I think, is just towards the end, it gets to be kind of superfluous. Where it's like, maybe Ozzy is crazy, and it's like we already know that he's crazy <laughs> yeah. because the things already happened. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not really, really learning anything from this. <laughs> but it's flavor. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, when I was when I read this the first time, I just skipped all that entirely. Mm-hmm. I just want to read my comic book that I don't fully understand. Um, so, uh, were, did those come out like after each issue, but in the same publication originally? I would think so. Okay, this would have kind of cool, with, right? These are big comic books. Doctor Watch, what do we feel like? <laughs> The character? The character of Dr. Watch. Now, Carly, you know Dr. Watch is a completely different character because they changed his character for some reason. Yeah. How do you feel about stoic, frustrating Dr. Watch? Extremely frustrating. I... That was maybe the other really difficult part here is I just, like, hate him so much. Yeah. I wish that they just killed him off. I don't yeah. know. I really hate him so much. He sucks the entire way through and it's just awful. I don't know. So are you glad in the show they made him less frustrating? Yeah, I guess. I just like feel like mm, we get some really cool stuff in the book because of him. Like yeah. the art and the Mars scenes and stuff is like beautiful and Aww. so cool. Yeah. And I'm so happy about it. Aww. But I feel like we could have all of this without him and it would be yeah. fine. Yeah. Hmm. Christian thoughts. That's a very interesting perspective. Oh, <laughs> Duh. the thing I disliked about him the most was that he seemed very dismissive of mankind and humans, despite the fact that he was one or at least part of him used to be i guess true um but i mean this is the first time i was exposed to dr watch so he's the dr watch i know (laughs) he's the canonical dr watch that they screwed up in the prequel series and that they screwed up in the show and so i don't know i i do like him uh despite the fact that um the issue that largely focuses on him where he's talking about time just yeah. all being in one mush to him being a little played out yeah but i just like the characters i like the essence of the characters they feel Ooh. like actual things that are nuanced and multifaceted even though they only say a few words in an issue i my brain can extrapolate the rest and i'm good to go well christian 
the New York Times book review agrees with you because, as it says on the back of the, the Watchmen current edition, remarkable dot, dot, dot. The would-be heroes of Watchmen have staggeringly complex psychological problems. <laughs> so they're right there with you. I was frustrated uh, with that time thing. Um, they really don't acknowledge it. I thought they did a better job of acknowledging it in this, but... She's just kind of like, well, why are we arguing if you already know what is going to happen? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's over. Uh, and then they bring that back in the show and they put their own little spin on it. But it still, it doesn't seem like he should ever be able to have a conversation with someone or be surprised by anything. But he does mm-hmm. and is and will be. Yeah, I... Tachyons. This really... <laughs> It just, I think I got really frustrated by the logic of it. Mm. It's because we can't know it because we're human. Our brains can't Like, okay, so I do, I think you have to go in with free will doesn't exist. Like, in the way that this is portrayed in the book. Yeah. Free, there's no way free will exists in this world. Right, he's the watchmaker. And then he seems to bounce in and, or he makes it sound as if he bounces in and out of caring about humans. And the thing that brings him back to caring about humans is hearing about his girlfriend being born from a rape. Like, it just doesn't... <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. What is going on? Yeah. That's so insane. Like, uh, and he knows so much about the universe, but, like, for some... It seems like he doesn't care about her, but he does care about... Her. Like, I truly don't understand. He, yeah, there's like a part where he like notices that his girlfriend's getting older and it's like, what, you live in the forever time. Like what, what is even happening? Like he's like jealous of other men and stuff and it, it all, mm-hmm. it's yeah. real weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it It's that thing again, I was complaining about with the show where it's like, dude, you're immortal. Why are you so concerned with what's <laughs> happening in like this 10 year span? You have yeah. billions of years to figure this all out. I don't know. And like, does he love or does he not love? Like, I feel like that's kind of the fundamental thing and it's super unclear. Physically, he does. Okay, very good. Very good. That made me appreciate the show's connection to Zeus because, I mean, that's Zeus. He's a god, but he's just here to, you know, get stuff done. (laughs) (laughs) Screw around, maybe. Exactly. (laughs) Turn into a a lion, do whatever I want. Sure. Uh, I would like that a lot more than stern blue man explodes heads in vietnam and then is sad about it for the rest of the yeah um, like how is he sad i i if he's sad about he's that why is he fine with the world ending like i don't that's a great question <laughs> i'll call up alan moore you be alan moore hey alan i don't know who you <laughs> okay the answer is cocaine okay um, ah, yes I have an exciting topic. What do you think of Night Owl? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I thought he was going to be a really bad guy. Duh. <laughs> he just seems like kind of annoying, time. right? Night Owl, I like him. He's just not exciting at all. He's not an interesting character. I think he... Yeah, I guess maybe that's it. He has a good dynamic with the other characters, I think. I like yeah. that he's paunchy, forty-year-old dude. <laughs> I think that's all right. Yeah, 
I don't know. I got nothing. I like his basement full of oddities. I hate the way it looks in the movie. Uh, hmm. <laughs> he has stupid goggles. Dude, his his winter outfit. Oh my god. Yeah, that was so Ooh, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It was really cool. And Rory's just going around in his little polyester face thing. Mm-hmm. Eating berries or whatever he was doing <laughs> in that scene on his little scooter. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Shilon Musk had to have like a crazy flight suit thing walking around. <laughs> I miss Shilon Musk. I do too. She'll show up. Oh. After Watchmen. Oh. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, comedian, how are we feeling about the comedian? He's a dirtbag, huh? Yeah, right? Like, we're just supposed to hate him completely, which I did. Feels like they're working through a lot of post-Vietnam War kind of hang-ups mm-hmm. with this character. Yeah. Bit, which we all still have, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I liked about the comedian is that he starts out, you know, being this tragic figure because, I mean, he's... He's what kicks off this murder mystery, and you've got all the superheroes sitting there mourning his death. But then that mourning is what kicks off all the flashback sequences, and you realize that he was a big dick. He was. He really, really was. But they also kind of have this like begrudging respect for him, or some of the characters yeah. do, which I think is really interesting. Where it's like, totally. he figured it out. He knew the system better than anybody, and he made it yep. work for him. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but... <laughs> Yep. He was good at killing foreigners or whatever was happening. Totally. It was like he and Ozymandias were kind of the only ones who made it kind of to the end. <laughs> yeah. Still being superheroes, so to speak. <laughs> they figured the system out. They have like, yeah, there's like, uh, they even talk about it, right? Where they like, they were the only ones who were keyed in during that conversation they had where everything went south during mm-hmm. that meetup. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this the whole book is just obsessed with the past a lot. And it totally. just reflects on itself. Yeah. Carly? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it... It's just hard to, I guess, like, understand a lot of the characters' morals or something. And uh, I feel like it, the comedian existing is, like, a hard one because, like you guys said, like, they're kind of cool with him even though like he's done really terrible things and to direct folks that these characters know like it it just kind of like floats in the air in a really weird way yeah um which isn't a criticism i don't think it's just like it makes it harder to feel like i know the characters or i'm like on their Mm. side or something i would be really curious to see how you think the silk specter stuff all plays out then Mm. It's, I feel like that's hard, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think it's good. It's like men writing I don't think about it's women like it, dealing yeah, with men type of thing. It, it's, it, it, I feel like it's close. And I, like this was, what, 85, right? Yeah. So I feel like you have to take that into account. And I feel like they get close to stuff. Like I think the original Silk Spectre reflecting on everything is like really close to being a really interesting note on things, but it feels like its purpose is more so to not just like have you feel really bad than to like be a thoughtful commentary on what's going on. Sure. Sure. Cause she's just kind of like the new Silk Spectre is just at a certain point. She's just like, okay. And then yeah, <laughs> like they don't and really talk about it. 
Yeah, and the original Silk Spectre, like, the part I'm thinking of is when she's just, like, like, I feel like I contributed to this in some way. And, like, that could be a really interesting thing and, like, very much, like, people, survivors deal with that sort of guilt. But it doesn't feel like that's what it's there for or something. I don't, yeah. And you get that in that, like, that supplemental stuff. Like, it's not even part of the book, really. Right, Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like the, it, this is a perfect example of rape just being used to like develop other plot lines, which is <laughs> super yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's impactful though. Like they use it. I would. I think it's a little more central to what's happening than just to drive the plot forward. I think there's a lot. You get a lot of different viewpoints on this in a way, and it kind of. Uh, it's like a reflection of a lot of these characters and how it sticks with them decades later. It's still having these effects, these ripples through the story. That's true. I also wonder again, if this was an instance where a lot of this was kind of less impactful because I knew that it had happened. Sure. Like I I knew that it was, (laughs) well, in the show, there's like that entire conversation. So like I knew that her mom was raped and she was the child (laughs) from that rape. Mm. So it was like, yeah, I I don't know. That scene didn't like blow my mind in the book, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, how do you guys feel? Are we done talking about Silk Spectre? Are we done talking about the characters? I feel like we skipped Ozymandias, no? Dude. Mm. The best character? Mm. Thoughts? Maybe. He's a handsome man. I'll give him that. He's got a cute little cat. I yes. love the cat. Oh. So good. Watches a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Like me. All the TVs. All the TVs. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his Vietnamese people, I guess. I like they expanded on that on the show some where it's not just like his three Vietnamese men he has (laughs) at his beck and call, which is kind of weird. Tough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of, I mean, I guess the question with this book, right, is, is, was he right to do it? Mm. That's kind of his whole character is just building up to that question of, is this worldview okay or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carly, would you have killed all those people? Thoughts? No, I don't want to kill anyone. Okay. <laughs> Christian? <laughs> I wouldn't have, but I, I almost see this you book as... You guys are weak. <laughs> <laughs> I see this book almost as like a retelling of the trolley problem in a sense. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Ozymandias is at the lever and he chooses to flip it. He's going to kill the two, you know, the one person to save the five. That's a decision he makes as the world's smartest man. But, but you can't do that. There's no way you could do that. <laughs> Beat. I already did. Dude. Mm-hmm. Did that give you, you know, goose pimples oh, or what, Carly? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw the book down and gesticulate <laughs> after you read that? I yelled aloud in the park. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think that part's done really well. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. What were you going to say? I was thinking about, like, mm, what if 
there was a similar story about like a, an act that was done to save humanity, but all of the events and the history leading up to that moment were like a, were in line with actual American history. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. we can't yeah. say whether it worked or not, I guess like except for having seen the show because we don't know what the alternative history is, but like if yeah. we knew the alternative history then you could like kind of judge it. I don't think that would make it better. I think that would actually make it worse if they did that, but I just think it would be interesting. Well, the implication is if he didn't do this, everybody would die, right? Yeah, but we don't know. Yeah, but I think you have to, but we kind of do know. <laughs> yeah, I guess things were getting pretty bad, huh? Yeah, I mean, the guy at the newspaper stand was saying, I mean, did you read the Black Freighter, dude? It was yeah. coming. It was, it was coming. And he was the Black Freighter. Newspaper <laughs> uh, guy said, "That's my final analysis." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that aspect of this is as interesting as it could be, just because they make it so clear that if he didn't do this, then things were going to go south, yeah, quickly, or are, we're already going south. Um, I don't know. Kristen, did it did it knock you in your chair when this all happened? It didn't really knock me in my chair, no. What did yeah. kind of to an extent is how Ozymandias kind of reveals his plans to the characters, Dr. Watch, Night Owl, and Rorschach, <laughs> and yeah. seeing how they seeing how they kind of react to it, where Night Owl is like yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 I'm glad you did it because I wouldn't have done that. High five, <laughs> dude. Exactly. And then Rorschach's like, screw this. I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> That's great. And then Dr. Manhattan's like, well, I mean, these are a bunch of people I don't care about. So sure. You, yeah, you yeah Lori's the only them. one who reacts like a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. And that's kind of the point, right? Is these people are not yeah. the ones who should be making these decisions because they right. are so disconnected from the dude reading the Black Freighter. Mm -hmm. Do you think this actually works? Hmm. Like, the squid only affected America. Oh, does this plan work? Or does yeah. he just kill a bunch of people? Yeah, what if he just kills a bunch of people and then things are still escalating and the U.S. is now weakened, so maybe they can just, like, blow everyone up mm. Car, and it's it. easier. I got it, dude. It's fine. What you do is you make it rain <laughs> squids every so often. Uh, okay. Okay. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Done. And have the lady you grew in a vat massage your naked thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Put her in the centrifuge, then get her out of there because there's stuff yeah. to do. Okay, I like this show. Yeah, the show is goofy. This is not goofy. This book no. is not goofy. No. Or Donald. It's kind of. Are you okay with how self serious a lot of this book is? Was it fun to read this tract? I wish it was more goofy. Yeah. It's hard. Like I ever feel goofy. like I wish. Like, when I think about the elements I liked, aside from what I said about the really personal stories, like, I liked Night Owl's fun winter costume. I liked the cat. Totally. Like, I wish there yeah. was more stuff like that. Yeah, that's mm. all in, like, two pages. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you like the Black Freighter stuff? Was that goofy? Mm. 
in a fun way or was that just like doofy goofy? That I found really, really hard to absorb that alongside everything else. Yeah. Uh, Which again might be my failing and not the books. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Christian, did that do anything for you? Oh, that was absolutely the case for me where they're interjecting the Black Friday stuff all the time and you're trying to like part of your brain's trying to keep track of what's actually really happening. And because of that, the Black Friday stuff just was in the background and the only thing i appreciated about that really was the dramatic irony that more seems to be obsessed with yeah because dramatic irony is just dripping all over this Ooh. entire graphic novel yeah like um the like the black freighter stuff whenever there's a line in the black freighter it'll pretty much directly line up with something that's happening in reality <laughs> yep. right yep. or there's the one scene like early on where dr watch is talking to the camera people giving an interview and that also coincides with when night owl and silk specter are getting into an alleyway fight yeah like every yeah, line yeah, dr yeah. watch says or yeah. an interviewer says lines up directly with what they're what's happening with the fight and that's like <laughs> juxtaposing right next to each other and i feel like in a movie that wouldn't work as well but in the comic book i was totally there for it. yeah yeah, I like. Yeah, that it feels stuff. like I missed something by not paying more attention. You know what I mean? Like, I, I and that's again why I feel like <laughs> if no, like I feel like if I really did, I feel like reading this in its original format and original timing would help that a lot. Okay, because I would just I would reread it and I would reread probably just all the Black Freighter stuff in one go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every time I read this book, I'm. I'm trying to will it into being more than it is or something where every time I read it, I'm like, this is the time it's all going to click and I'm going to like <laughs> experience like the, the majesty of Watchmen. But I just think it's, start floating off the ground. <laughs> yeah, totally. And write to Alan Moore and be like, you're right. They shouldn't have done the prequels. You were right. You were right the whole time. Uh, it's never really happened though. I just think it's a really well-constructed comic book series. I don't think it's like, like, even if, because, I mean, you break it down and all they're doing is, Christian, what you said is just like the dramatic irony where it's just like clever, but it's not like mm-hmm. blowing your mind with, it's not like opening up new pathways in your brain for the story to go down. It's just like, no, the ship was the thing. Like, it, <laughs> it, there's a parallel here. That's all it seems like it actually is at the end of the day. I don't know. Because they took the writer, you see. Mm-hmm. They kidnapped him. That stuff I think is done. That's maybe the stuff I think is done most poorly through this book is where they'll just show six panels of artists on a beach somewhere apropos of nothing. And then you figure out what that it was later, but it's just like, what? Yeah. And that's like where the ancillary material comes in. I think most pivotally. Yeah. Is that one of the, you know, walls of text at the end of one of the issues explains (laughs) that uh, the man has hired this guy. But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I do think that that one part, though, where the lady is um, sketching yeah. on the easel. Yeah. And then it's this weird design. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? That's yeah, so yeah, strange yeah. that it stands out in your brain so that when you see it again. Sure. In that okay. in that last issue, when you see Manhattan just completely obliterated. Yeah. Then the two dots connected. I thought that was very effective. The, yeah, that was cool. The art for that sequence like right after the the squid gets dropped is like mm-hmm. mwah. 
Yeah. Wow. I want to frame that stuff. It's not the most cheerful. <laughs> you want a bunch of dead bodies on <laughs> yeah. your wall, Tucker? God, that's just great comic book art, though. That's crazy. That's good stuff. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you look at how the show handled it, and it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, a lot of the stuff I don't think is supposed to be portrayed by actual humans. Mm-hmm. So don't watch the movie. I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the uh, I love the whole sequence where uh, he's being framed for giving people cancer. I think that is super uh-huh. tense and yeah. disturbing Dr. in a Watch. way. Doctor Watch is up on stage in his little suit, made yeah. himself more blue for the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah, that was good. There's some goofy stuff in here, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Um, were there any sequences that really stood out to you guys where you're just like, this is great. Oh my God. Ooh. I'm just like, not even just whole issues, but just like a, a certain oh, part. I like the artwork a lot when the snow was like at the beginning of the issue, I think where Night Owl and Rorschach are approaching, and yeah. it's like the snow with all the tropical stuff. Yes. I just thought that was really pretty. It is really pretty. Yeah. Looks like an album cover or something. I'm into it. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. I like when they're doing the when the tenement's on fire, and they're teaming up uh-huh. for the first time mm-hmm. to overcome his impotence, because he can only make love to a woman when he's in uniform and saving people from a burning <laughs> yeah. building. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> that was one of those where I was just like skipping through it so quickly. Because Carly! It didn't. <laughs> I wasn't actually. I was reading every word, but it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Savoring like, every drawing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the subtle majesty of Watchmen, page 273. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I mean by like a mission portion mm. where it's just. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about like knowing that it, it it all kind of feels inconsequential or something, which isn't fair because that's the case with any piece of media. But for some reason in this format, it's just like, okay, there will be a mission and it'll end and then we'll go on to the next thing. Uh, I don't watch Pixar because I don't watch kids movies. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> um, I don't know. A Bug's Life. I love A Bug's Life. Uh, Ants. Know. Ants. <laughs> Woody Allen. The ants. superior movie about yeah. ants. <laughs> <laughs> more of an ants guy, honestly. Um, Christian, anything really blow your socks off? So, so much of it, which is hard. I mean, I took notes and all my notes are just, I love this, I love that, Aww. I love this, I love hit me, this. Hit me with some dude. Hit me. Um, well, there's, there's one part that I don't know why, but I really appreciate it. It was probably the only time I made an actual audio reaction to what Ooh. I was seeing. Which was when um, Dan and Lori, Night Owl, and Silk Spectre are hanging out, and then they get beat up in the alley, and then they beat everyone else up, yeah. and then they get home, and Dan's like, "Hey, you can crash on my bed. It's whatever." And then he lays down in his bed, and he's like, "Hell and damnation!" And I don't know why, <laughs> but I just love that so much. Yeah. Yep. It made me laugh, and I was like, "Man, I feel you. I feel you, Dan." I don't know why I like Night Owl so much, but I got a soft spot for him. I like him. Yeah, I like I like that he's like. He's not a, he's easy to root for just because he's not, like, nothing's going his way through this entire thing. Exactly. Yeah, he's just like, (laughs) his heart's in the right place, I think, but. 
Yeah, I think he's Night Owl is probably what I would be like in this situation where Pragmatic. Rorschach's like, you quit. And then he's just like sitting there like, yeah, I quit. <laughs> I'm rich and I got this little apartment and I don't know, man. Exactly. And Lori's like, oh, I hate Dr. Manhattan. I want to tell you about everything. And then I just sit there and be like, yeah, Dr. Manhattan sounds like he sucks. Yeah, he sounds like a dick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could crash at my place. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting a new light on Night Owl here. Exactly. <laughs> but also, this is like the first, you know, like comic type thing I've read in like a decade. So it really made me appreciate an almost filmic quality that can come out of Ooh. a visual medium like this. Yeah. Where your imagination can fill in a lot of the gaps. But you're given even more to go on. Like your imagination is given more to feed off of thanks to all of the actual Ooh. illustrations that are there. Okay. So like there's the section where the old night owl is just palling around in his apartment and then rioters come and break in. Yeah. And they're just yeah. beating the crap out of him. And then there's a panel where they like grab a trophy to do like the killing oh, blow yeah. on his head. And yeah. then it cuts to a pumpkin smashing yeah. on the ground. And I'm like... Mm, that's so good. Like I can see that in a movie. Like my brain set yeah. up the pacing for these panels perfectly. And these illustrations are 100% what I needed. Nice. Thank you so much. That Stuff uh, like that. <laughs> that panel where it's his expression and then there's like the shadow of the statue oh, on him when he's looking so up good. at it. Ooh, mm -hmm. Good stuff. So good. Mm-mm-mm. What okay, what was the part you thought worked the worst or did not work mm. in this book? Like was there a section where you were just like <laughs> I feel like every time they're going back and forth between the newspaper guy and the Black Friday stuff, I Yeah. I read it, but I didn't Yeah want mm -hmm. to be reading it. Fair. Yep. I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. I like the concept a lot. Yeah, I don't know how they, there must be a way to make it more Engaging. enticing or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was just really hard to get into mm. any of it. It's really repetitive too. I mean, they do that section yeah. like four times and it doesn't yeah. really add anything to it from yep. the first yeah. time. Um, you know what I completely forgot about was that they cloned a psychic's brain was <laughs> part of that that's i don't know that kind of jumped out at me it's like okay uh yeah hmm. thank goodness the show fleshed out cloning <laughs> oh it's true it's true oh, shilon um the elephant mm. the elephant Love okay the that's elephant. great that's great We've all seen the show. How do you feel about how it felt like going to Callback City reading the book now because of how much they kind of mm -hmm. reference on the show? Stupidly. Mm -hmm. Nostalgia. I feel like I... Callback City. Would have been excited about <laughs> it, probably. Yeah? If you had come yeah. from the book and you're like, oh, nostalgia. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> it's hot and heavy, dude. It's like every page there's something where yeah. they took it and they're like, hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, the pale horse. <laughs> yep, pale horse all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Nothing ever ends. Yeah. No. I hated all of it. <laughs> but that's not a problem with the book. That's a problem with the show. So, uh, they do go back to nostalgia a lot in the book, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really dropped get it. Or something. It was a snow globe car. It was a snow globe. She was a kid. There was a snow globe. Yeah. Something, Ooh. something, nuclear war. It breaks and, at the end. Yeah. I don't get it either. <laughs> when she drops the perfume, then the mm-hmm. Mars palace explodes. Yeah. But is there gravity? Mm. She uh, <laughs> she doesn't smoke. That's because... a really fair question. <laughs> <laughs> um, she doesn't smoke because she doesn't want smoke in her aura, but then she throws up through her aura, which bothered me. Mm. Because when it just like run down your front of your shirt, then because you're just gross, icky, icky, icky poo. Just for milk instead, is that right? And it's like, what are you doing? I don't know. Milk is good, dude. Milk. What kind of milk do you think it was? Human milk. (laughs) Goat milk. Gross. Not a human milk. <laughs> human milk. Why'd you say that? There's like room temperature human milk in this oh picture my on Mars. <laughs> it's my milk. Ick. Because he's he's a superhero. He can do whatever he wants. I don't know. Did you guys uh, have any any closing thoughts? I guess on Watchmen. I feel like uh, you know it's kind of a known quantity at this point. Watchmen, but it was a fun read. I thought. Have a couple of. Notes. Car, you got any notes? Thank you. <laughs> um, why is it explained why there can't be more Doctor Watches? Like at some point, someone says it's impossible to recreate, but don't you just stick the guy in that machine and then mm. you get a bunch of watch batteries, okay? And then. <laughs> <laughs> You go to a department store and then you <laughs> trick him. You throw the cabbage out of the truck. Yeah. If yeah, only they had to his romaine. We went over oh, this. Stupid, stupid, stupid. You're making a mistake. <laughs> right, though? Like, it, it wasn't actually, like, that crazy of a thing. It was just that he was in the machine when it was running. Very fair. Don't My I? interpretation was that he... Um, the human doctor watch just kind of had the raw determination or I guess drive to come back after being, after all of his atoms being obliterated. And I think that's very lightly hinted towards, uh, at the end when Vite, uh, you know, uh, vaporizes Dr. Watch again, as well as his cat and his cat doesn't come back, but Dr. Watch does. Oh, this is a very okay. libertarian view of this character, but okay. It is, yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and come back yep. with the blue guy. That's all you got to do. Yep. Okay. I mean, that works a lot better as an explanation to me than like, the machine was kind of weird that day. Like, I, <laughs> I'd rather have it be... Because yeah, the watch he... was on there. Yeah. Mm. Dude, the panels where he's like coming back slowly. Yes, cool. that was so cool. Yes, yeah, like the so brainstem. Cool. Yeah. It just shows up. Yeah. That was really cool. I would not work there anymore after that started <laughs> happening. But his girlfriend believed in him or something. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Speaking of Joker, Rorschach <laughs> shoves a dude in a fridge, and that mm-hmm. reminded me of Aww. when he goes in the fridge in Joker. Yeah. Um. Why isn't Rorschach speaking complete sentences? We see that he, at one point that he writes in complete sentences. It's just a. Because hmm. <laughs> he's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Why say many word when few word do trick? <laughs> Man bad. Me tell. Do it. Um, That's a good question, though, because I think also in the prequel and sequel stuff no. of Watchmen, <laughs> he starts writing his journal entries in incomplete sentences. So That's so weird. It, my my brain silly. just broke at after a certain point. Because he there's that one point where he like wrote a letter or something, right? And it's like completely it's like well written, complete sentences. <laughs> and then we just get like weird stuff through it. I don't know. Um, I think actually that's, yeah, that's about it. I guess like my one last general note, I feel like I'm predisposed to not be into some of this I have a really hard time with superheroes in general. Yeah. yeah. And then the idea that like people who don't even have the powers that make them superheroes think that they should be doing this. Sure. And that's like kind of part of the book, but it's also like these people are nut jobs at the base yeah. of it. It's I like, think that's the point, right? It's yeah, kinda... but you're that they're also like your only perspective. The I guess like mm. besides the newspaper guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose. They're yeah. all just like absolutely crazy. Did that hit you in the show also? Because it's kind of the same. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it just it, that like, I guess the idea of that personality type really wigs me out. Okay. Okay. It was a lot harder for me to take in the show just because I think people look stupid when they're running around in like polyester. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard not to think about that. Yeah. I can yeah. I can stomach it more when it's in a book and you know it's a comic book. This is where this lives, so I can right, yeah, compartmentalize it. But it's like easier to see Doctor Watch running around because he like, well, is he? It's not like he's not going to use his powers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like when he walks through the ceiling towards the end for no reason when he hasn't done that in the entire book because yeah. it looks cool. It did look really cool though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Do we find out why the new night owl wanted to do this? Because he like idolized the old one, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. And he liked owls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, he's got the calendar. Yeah. And then oh. the the top guys like, are you the kind of guy who looks at the it, next month beforehand? It, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> That made me think if I'm that guy, Uh-oh. you know, am I the guy who looks at the next month's picture? Well, My you can Google just look calendar. at the uh, collage on the back. Oh, then you're spoiling yourself, Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
It's true. That's like going to the end, of the, watching the very last scene of the last episode of a show before you watch the rest of it. I would never. Sense 8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Those are my notes. Real quick question while it's on my brain card. Do you think there's a scene in Sense 8 at some point where <laughs> one of the characters talks, but it's all eight characters' voices coming out of them? <laughs> A hundred percent. Every okay. time you make one of these proposals about <laughs> something that might happen, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, was that the last of the Carly notes? Yes. Okay. Christian, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? Yes. I just really like Vite a lot. I like yeah. Ozymandias, okay. which is how the prequel comic says he is supposed to be pronounced. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I, I just really liked his character in a weird way because he's not a laughing, maniacal villain. He's not evil for evil's sake, which has its place in plenty of other comic books, I'm sure. Yeah. But he's very thoughtful and he's also very stoic and he's very like fatherly, I saw him described as. And I thought okay. that was a very good way of having him because when Night Owl and Rorschach are going to call him out, he defends himself and then he explains yeah, like, I know you guys are going to understand. Now, boys. And it's already done. And so <laughs> you'll understand this and yeah. we will move on. I can let you live. It would be easier if I killed you, but I will <laughs> let you live because yeah. you, as well as I understand you're smart enough that my rationale will make sense to you for killing millions of people. They really do feel like little kids when they walk in on them. Yeah, they try try to like punch him in the face, and he's like, "No, no, no. let's have a serious talk here." Yeah, and then he catches the bullet. That's a fun little setup and payoff. That little stupid facial expression after he does that is so great. Where he's just kind of did it. I just like that. I like that Ozymandias character so much, and I feel like his my my perception of that character is never accurately followed up on in either the prequels or the sequel. Or the TV show. And yeah. I found that very disappointing. Because it's so hard. They don't give you a lot of material to go on, I guess. Yeah. Or at least, I guess, more didn't. Because I think his character is pretty much the only one without an origin story to some extent in this hmm. Yeah. In this 12-issue series. But I like Osmandius a lot. Yeah, I guess. Like, Was it surprising watching the show and like what they did with his character then. Cause I of course like go into this just thinking the Jeremy Irons version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did it make sense? Was that a good choice from your perspective? That's a good question. In some senses it was. And then in other senses it wasn't, he seemed like really dismissive of all the clones in the show. And he was like, play out this reenactment of what happened to Dr. Watch so I can watch. And then I'm going to let you burn alive. Like that's really weird. And that seems very irrational to me. (laughs) That seems more like I just want to be entertained for these 10 minutes. So I'm going to let you burn alive. And that's not how Ozymandias strikes me, but. Hmm. I think so maybe like more evil in the show or something. A little bit, yeah. But yeah. I think they were they were riding a fine line there, where I don't think it was as egregious as some of the prequel stuff, where he's just a maniacal villain. Ugh. But also, <laughs> he seems to have a streak of evil in him to an extent where I don't see him being, you know, full bore. Ha 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 ha! I ended yeah. the world, or Poor talking to. 
talking to man at the end. Where do you think Mr. Vite has been all this time? Oh, oh no, I think he's dead. He's been on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all weird. I can just picture you reading those prequels and just like, no, this is not this character. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You did yep. not consult me on this. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's fair, me. though. That's totally fair. I mean, he's basically Bruce Wayne if there was no Batman, right? Where he's ah. just like smart, rich guy who is always prepared. Totally. He seems more fun to hang out with, though. Yeah. I don't think so. Not not here. Maybe Jeremy Irons. Like, Yeah. Ooh. God, it's really hard for me to separate <laughs> the two. Uh, yeah. I In my mind, they're two different characters, mm-hmm. which yeah, is that's... weird. Yeah. I like it when he does his gymnastics or whatever. Ah. Parallel bars into infinity. <laughs> his perfect body swung above me. <laughs> A Coke joke? <laughs> From Ozymandias? <laughs> there should have just been a live reading of you guys reading <laughs> for uh, That's okay. Slurp. I love that you can just type Rorschach eating beans into Google and it's just pages and pages and pages of results. It's good. It's good. Uh, Slurp. Um, okay, well, that was Watchmen. I don't know. It's a book. Yeah. You can buy it if you want. Read all the prequels first, I think, is what I'm hearing from oh, everyone here. Oh, no. Watch the movie first so you know what the characters are supposed mm. to look like, and then read the book. Mm. Have you seen the movie, Carly? No. Good. I don't know if that's in the cards for me. Good. Keep it that way. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'll watch the ultimate edition if I do. Uh, <laughs> It's so weird. I, I've seen tons of people being like, oh, it's so sad that the, the movie gets such a bad rap when you watch the director's cut. Oof. The huh. Snyder vision really gets through. Or Oof. you can really see how he just wanted to retell Moore's excellence. Yeah. Or it's a retelling of a masterpiece. And then oh, I watch yeah. it and I'm like, oh, I'm trying not to cover my eyes because it's so yeah. uncomfortable. What's the most egregious change from the book to the movie? Oh. That's a good question. I hate how they do Ozymandias in yeah. the movie. Yeah. He's like a snivelly little dude. He's like, yes, yeah. I, it's not Ozymandias. That's not him. He's not like, oh, you see, I have thought all of these things well in advance. That's not Ozymandias. They like screwed that casting up so bad. I don't even know what to it's say. If you can pull off Christian Bale as Batman, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't work. It doesn't Even work. That, does when when you read the book, both of you, did you picture Rorschach as doing a Christian Bale Batman voice the entire time? No, no. but that makes sense to me. <laughs> In a movie, it makes sense, but when I'm reading the book, it's. It just ruined all of it for me. Like okay, when when he's yeah. unmasked, and yeah. then he's in prison. Is he still doing Batman voice? Because he is in the movie. <laughs> oh, no. In the book, You're absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having read the book and watched the movie in such quick succession, um, it's like the movie is just like doing shot for shot the book, right? Is that? Yeah. 
very much so. Yep, it's it's awkward. And like like I said, my imagination could fill in the gaps between panels. (laughs) But when Zack (laughs) Snyder is sitting there holding a camera and trying to go panel to panel, it's it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like the characters saying these lines. Yeah, yeah. Like they they have the Rorschach journal entry where he's doing the joke about depression and it's like the clown joke. Kill me. Yeah. And then like he says in Batman voice, he's like, yes, he says that. And I hate it so much. It's in the comic. It's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. She does. And that also Mm. made me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But when it's text, I can read it in a way that makes me not feel uncomfortable and awkward. Hell yeah, dude. That's what comic books are all about. It's about just having a great time. You get your beanbag chair and your high seat. <laughs> you sit down and you read Watchmen. Car. Mm. How's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> are you glad you read it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, this made me like the TV show a lot more. Okay. Ah. I can see that. I think that like when I saw how little they went into Hooded Justice, I think like how they carry out the Hooded Justice stuff in the show now seeing this is like genius to me. Yeah. It's the idea of doing that is like incredible. Whoever, if King Damon thought of that, (laughs) hats off King Damon. That is really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying where here it's just like he disappears and that's all the lip service they give him. And then. Yeah. And it just like the way they introduce it. I don't know. It just like it it felt like it was meant to be or inevitable or something. Yeah. Um, in a really, really seamless way that I guess is not always the case with the show. And I, I just I guess a lot of how I experienced this was thinking about the show. But I know I expressed this before, but I feel like had I read the book before the show, I would have been rooting for Shelon even more than I already was. Wow. Mm. Get Long rid of freaking Doctor Lodge! My God, <laughs> she didn't want to get rid of him. She wanted to take over his abilities. Yeah, maybe she'll do. We can't rehash this, guys. <laughs> 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 but anyways, okay. yeah, I, I, I am really glad I read it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very good. And Christian, you're glad you went through everything. <laughs> no, I'm alive. glad I read the novel. I don't know okay. about anything else, though. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So more had nothing to do with the prequels or anything? No. Crazy. Well, he's like crabby, right? About all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a fun person. <laughs> I could, but also I think if you created one of the de- the defining works of your medium, and then twenty years later they're like, we want to do some prequels, and other people are going to write your characters, <laughs> you would maybe be a little teed. But yeah, yeah I mean, even knows? when the movie was happening, he was like, it's a bunch of worms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comic book, wrong? not a movie. Was he wrong? <laughs> I would be okay with more creators saying stop doing things with this and just let it be. <laughs> I think that would be right. Yeah, definitely. They're going to turn that book I read at your apartment car into a movie and it's going to star no. freaking <laughs> Seth Rogen as the main character. No, <laughs> no, no, no. 
Yeah, I guess this is another opportunity. Chris Ware is great. Read a Chris Ware. Read more than one Chris Ware. Our next book club where we do Chris Ware's next book. Oh, God. Sadness in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How to be sad in Chicago as a young woman. (laughs) As told through really tiny little pictures. Eight billion tiny little pictures. The text is font size seven. Good yep. luck. <laughs> it comes with a magnifying glass for you. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And now let's close the book. Did you guys like that? Was that good? Thank you for the, the uh, take team on that. <laughs> <laughs> what a page turner this was. Wait, sorry. <laughs> is that coming through? <laughs> <laughs> Cover to cover, I think this was a snap. <laughs>